welcome to the Amanda Wagner podcast. We have a special episode for you today. And Liz and I are podcasting from a distance. So LP is joining us uh, via FaceTime for her commentary from another province. And we wanted to join you and share a little bit about our experience for the week. This episode is all focused on what might your new normal look like and the five things we've learned and are carrying forward. In this episode, we share a little bit about what our weeks have looked like. We reflect on five things we've learned about ourselves and our communities, and now how we want to carry these things through. And we ask you to reflect and meet us on the gram, sharing with us what is changing for you or what are you noticing? And because this is a special episode, we are pausing WWAWD or What Would Amanda Wagner Do? We'll pick this up uh, in the next episode. We learn a lot from any life changes, whether it's a period of rest, a time away, something happening in our lives or any sort of crisis. And chances are you've said to yourself, I have to remember this. I have to remember this feeling or I really like this new routine. And then life goes back to normal. Our routine sets in. We come back from our vacation and we settle back into our old ways. And then at the next life change, period of rest or crisis, we go, oh yeah, this is really nice. I remember this. Earlier this week, amidst the COVID-19 pandemic and crisis, I had a call with a business owner and she said that her daughter asked her, can we pretend it's Christmas? (laughs) And the idea of watching a movie in your pajamas in the middle of the day sounded really nice or setting up a new morning routine that includes having a coffee with my partner and not with a screen or in the car on the go or frantically picking something up in a drive-through and getting to work to settle in. The challenge is how. How do we maintain this behavior or this routine that we, we start to develop and go, this does feel really good. There are endless books on habits and routines And I don't have an exact answer for how, but I really believe that in reflecting and sharing out loud some of the things we're noticing and want to maintain as the dust settles, our chances are better of actually keeping them. So Liz and I are going to share a little bit about our weeks and what this experience has been like, and we're going to drill it down into five things that we have learned and want to keep going forward. Interestingly, Liz was actually here last week, so she and I got to spend time together. We recorded more podcasts in person, and so it was on Friday that I actually started staying at home. So I had been sort of social distancing, being at home since last Friday, so it's been about a week. And when I woke up on Monday after the weekend, I'm like, okay, let's get back into the groove, but I was feeling really restless. I felt a bit helpless. I had some engagements throughout the week that inevitably were canceled. Um, When I work in, in groups of people or I'm speaking or teaching and engaging, there's inevitability that I'm in somebody else's space or they're in mine. So knowing that those things were gonna be canceled, I wanted to know how that would work for me. That said, I do work from an office at home as well as an office in a co-working space. So being at home can be a bit normal for me. I have a set up office space and even though Robin is now home with me, he works at the dining room table, I work in my office, and we check in on each other throughout the day. So a couple of things that have been nice is that each day we've been making a point to go for a walk. 
Sometimes if it's me by myself, I phone a friend and we walk and talk. So I know that everybody says, you know, get outside. This is so important. And it's not the warmest, but to bundle up and go outside has still been worthwhile, even if it's for 20 or 30 minutes. Um, I've been doing home workouts each day, 20 to 40 minutes each time. Again, just giving me purpose and routine. And then in my normal work, knowing that some of my obligations were canceled, I have a another business called The Compliment, where I work with brands on creating consistent and consistently excellent customer experiences. That means I work with a lot of business owners. And this is a time where, regardless of the size of your business, you're going through transition. And so I put out a call that I was offering some free 30-minute consultations to people to get the rocks out of their mouths and figure out where they are either to share feelings to talk strategy and to think about how is this going to affect our teams how is this going to affect our vendors and people that we have to pay and really holding space for people that might not have that space out of their partnership or out of the people they already work with so it has been a a jam-packed week but in a wonderful way i learned pretty quickly that I feel best when I can be useful and productive. So that's a snapshot of of my week. I've met with nearly 20 different business owners. Liz and I have been able to flexibly talk to each other. We FaceTimed a lot this week. I think I've seen you more than I've seen Robin. Oh, I definitely have seen you more than I've seen Mike. And we actually said to each other yesterday afternoon, I love you, but I don't want to see your face till the morning. (laughs) Because we've had a lot of that over the last couple of days. And it has been really lovely to be able to have that constant connection. Yeah, it certainly has. This morning, um, Liz's mom texted her and said, how are you two doing? And I assumed that her mom meant Liz and I, not Liz and Mike. (laughs) So that is how we will respond to that that request later. I will let your mom know that you and I are doing just fine. Great, thank you. Liz, tell me about your week. The best word to describe my week, I think, is scattered. So I already work from home. I am a full-time freelancer. So I have a a work-from-home space. I've been doing this for a little while. So I'm used to working from home, but I had a really tough time focusing this week. I was scattered. I was really busy. I work with clients in a lot of different industries and businesses of all sizes And crisis communications looks very different for all of them. I'm a big believer in planning ahead of time. And this week, we just had to throw the plans out. (laughs) I plan stuff weeks in advance, and none of that is relevant anymore. We had to start fresh every single day as information changed and businesses learned what that meant for them. And as they closed their doors or changed their hours or shifted their services. So it's been busy, uh, a little bit hectic stressful at times, but completely rewarding as well to be able to work with people and help them figure out what this means for them. Uh, And and I can lend my expertise to help them fill in some of the gaps that they're less comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I have really tried to plan workouts every day. Sometimes they're only like 15 minutes long, but it's something like you have to move your body in some way to kind of transition from working to being at home, I find it helpful to have some sort of movement at the end of the work day to signal to your body that working is over. For sure. Um, 
so it, it has been an interesting week and this is what the weeks will look like for the next little while. So um, I think that it went well and I'm, I'm proud of the, the amount of work that I've done over the last little bit. I feel like if, if there's ever a time to really appreciate the communications professionals in your life, this is it. Um, I imagine you have seen a fair amount of people who have shuffled their scheduled content or made changes. And I imagine an equal number that haven't had the capacity to do it. So this is where some scheduled posts that are coming out might be insensitive or not, not at all paying attention. So you and I have had many conversations around how do we make sure that this isn't looking tone deaf? Absolutely. And to use an example here, the next scheduled episode that we have was talking about thoughtful collaborations. And we put that on pause for a little while going, this might not be the time given that some of the things we talk about might look like they're in conflict with what what we're trying to build as a, an overall community. Yeah, what's happening in the world right now is really illustrating the need to be flexible, really keeping in mind what you're brand messages or what your philosophies are and really keeping that in check and thinking about the information that's being presented to everyone. I find your work fascinating. Earlier this week, Robin and I went on a walk and I asked about his experience and we're really enjoying our lives right now. We've hit a nice groove and we want to maintain it. One of the things that came up was what are you surprised by? Things that were easier or harder to adapt to. We got into a really nice mix of I get up and start work. He gets up a little bit later. And we found our happy medium for what that looks like. I've also been surprised and, and delighted by a lot of the communication from big brands, small brands, everyone who's like lighting up their PR team or comms professionals and simply how fast we can be flexible and the the overall ability to be agile right now, it's kind of a necessity. Following a handful of requests for us to release another podcast and I'm going to throw it a big thank you. Um, it made us absolutely glow. I think I phoned Liz and was like, oh my God, people want more. Uh, We considered how we could use this opportunity to create a purposeful podcast using a really similar structure to what we already do and think about things that we might not have had an opportunity to consider. Liz and I each came up with five things that we've learned throughout this week and the second piece, which is we want to keep carrying them forward. Here goes, this is my list of five things that I've learned about myself, my community, the world that I want to keep in my mind. I want to keep them kind of at at a place of focus where I don't lose it and assume that things just go back to normal as though this is a a break, a, a vacation from normal life because it isn't. This is a way to integrate new practices and new habits into normal life. So Liz, please jump in if you have any thoughts or ideas you want to share or expand on, but here are my five things. Uh, Number one, this week has really let me pay attention to when I am at my best. My sweet spot is about 9, 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. I already knew this in a lot of ways because I've practiced with my routine, but this was an opportunity to pay more attention to when am I naturally waking up? Usually that's around the 8 o'clock mark. And at what point in the day am I eager to go outside to do the workout to get some space? 
So that is something that I may have known, but don't always give a lot of credit to. So moving forward, I want to make sure that the work that requires my best self, my most brain power and energy is happening in the morning. And it means that shuffling things like meetings or um, connecting with other people, those things that take less energy from me are going to be shuffled to the afternoon. My second one is that I can do a lot of work in less time than I think. I'm a big fan of the Pomodoro system of setting up 25 minute work blocks, turning away from my phone, my emails, setting up do not disturb. And oftentimes I find myself stuck in a mindset of I have to be nine to five. We need to have a routine that exists within these hours. And I've historically fought a lot of guilt around ending at two o'clock, feeling like I haven't done enough or that I have to fill that time. And this week I've paid a lot more attention to energy than I have to the clock. And I want to keep that. I want to get rid of the the two o'clock guilt that says you have to keep going for three more hours because that's what makes you a legitimate entrepreneur or that's what's going to help grow your business. I have something to add here. When I moved to being a full-time freelancer, this was a really difficult transition for me, especially, you know, you think about being in an office environment, you get up, you run into someone at the coffee machine, you say hello to someone in the hallway, and those are kind of built-in breaks and pauses in the day. Mm -hmm. When it's just me, my partner, you know, he's working from home now, but he often doesn't. It's just me alone in here. I power through my work. And then all of a sudden it's noon and I've got so much work done in the last few hours that I was, I felt really guilty about ending my day at two 30 or at three o'clock. And Mm -hmm. I really need to get back to ending my day early because I'm finding now this week I'm not leaving to go to yoga at four o'clock or whatever time. I don't have a reason to leave because I'm staying home. So that's something I'm so glad that this is one of your things because this has been a reminder to me mm-hmm. to keep that in check and a reminder that, yeah, you got a lot of work done today. You can close the computer and you don't have, you're not going to yoga, but you can go to the living room and have the day be over. Absolutely. And this is one that, again, fighting the guilt is really hard. I can hear my coach, my therapist, all of the people that are on my team saying like guilt is a wasted emotion. Mm -hmm. And yes, we know that, but it doesn't always help me do something differently. So I'm really trying to figure out how that's going to fit. And it helps for me to think about as my, my business is growing, I might not be at capacity in terms of the number of clients that I have or the amount of work that I do. So if I'm, let's say, at 75% capacity with what I can take on, but I'm using my entire workday to do that work, what happens when I hit 100% capacity? Yeah, I won't have built in that time. Instead, it will feel like now I have to work overtime, when in the reality, I can just be a little bit smarter and more diligent about how I use my time. The third one is going to make Liz smile. Um, The power of digital connections. I've always known that this is true. I've resisted it, even though I know it's true because I am an in-person person. I am extroverted in a lot of ways, but still do appreciate time away. The way that I have been able to connect with people through the phone, through FaceTime, 
through Instagram or social media, it has been incredibly powerful from a participant, but also from an observer, seeing some of the ways people are stepping up. And I think back to our episode about community, where we talk about you can't just put a pot of coffee and 20 strangers in a room and hope for the best. But even without being in person, we're incredibly intentional about the communities we're building. We're trying to provide support for each other. And this is a good reminder that one doesn't have to be better than the other. There are many ways to do this. My fourth one is the idea that we don't have to wait till Christmas to slow down. And if it's not Christmas for you, it's a holiday, it's a rest break, whatever that time is where you get to relax, recharge, bake something, watch movies in the middle of the day, do a puzzle, you don't have to wait for that. I think there's an idea that we have to hoard all of the fun things and then pack them into our two-week vacation because we might not get another chance. And for me, in the last couple months, it's meant reading a lot more fiction and I'm reading for pleasure. I'm taking a walk in the middle of the day. Robin and I have been... Uh, for the last little while, since Jeopardy's been on Netflix, on Sunday mornings we watch Jeopardy and have coffee in bed because we are awesome. Thank you. I was trying to find the right word. Um, I didn't know if you were waiting for me to, to, to say something. Sure, that that one's great. Um, and typically we we're the type of people who don't usually watch TV in bed, but it's kind of become a Sunday morning treat for us. And so we've been finding more ways in the morning to sleep in a little later, have some coffee, take a break together. And even at lunchtime, like let's put on some music and enjoy making lunch together so that we still build in those breaks, but get those little, those hints of Christmas time, which is we're not so scheduled. There's a, there's a way to enjoy it. And this last one is a really tricky one. And I'm, I'm hesitant to share but think it's incredibly important for, for my growth, my reflection, and something that LP and I have been talking about a lot in the last couple days. And that has to do with validation and digital connections. In the last five days, my phone time has gone up in ways that I don't love. And with my other business, I put out that I would be happy to provide consultations to other business owners to support them and it meant that my phone is blowing up with notifications, DMs, comments, likes, media. These are all things that are hitting my my validation button and that thrill of dopamine. It it's hitting me each time. So it feels really good. That said, it's also exhausting me. And I'm paying really good attention to that and even soliciting help from LP and Robin to say, can you take my phone away from me? Yesterday when Liz and I said, I love you, don't want to see your face till tomorrow, I texted you and you said, thank you for noticing this on Instagram, but remember, put your phone away, it'll be there in the morning. So it has taught me that there's there's a double-edged sword to to validation and to the quick wins that you can get through through Instagram or social media. 
So for me, what it means carrying forward is that this is a habit I don't want to form. This is something that I've noticed and I'm already saying I need to pull myself back from it. So I think that by by sharing it, putting it out in the world, this is an opportunity for me to create some accountability to do that, but also just recognize this is where I'm at. Those are my five things. I have a bonus six one. I feel like because it's it's my podcast, I can do it. You can do whatever you want. Thank you. What a wonderful world. <laughs> I have always been incredibly respectful and kind to frontline workers, to servers, to people in retail. I work with these people all the time. This is my career. And this is the time where teachers, nurses, doctors, grocery store employees, movie theater employees, any single person who's working at a gas station in service in retail, they might not have the flexibility that we do. So this week has also given me an opportunity to check my privilege a little bit. And even though I consider myself somebody who's always been kind and generous to other people, for anyone who might not do that, this is the time. Oh, yeah. The extra thank you and engagement with your server when somebody asks in a retail store, how are you doing? Creating that connection counts for a lot. And those are not easy jobs. So perhaps a reminder to people who take those things for granted, this is a really good time to remember that. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Thank you for adding that to your list because if our listeners haven't quite realized that yet, now is definitely the time to say thank you and to put in the time to appreciate those people, to order takeout from the local restaurant, to you know, show Mm -hmm. that kindness to those people on the front lines, because there are a lot, a lot of people affected by this in many different ways. So if we can all just be a little bit kinder, Mm -hmm. that helps. Yeah, I hope that this is one that sticks with people and, and doesn't fade away. Absolutely. LP, what are your five things? Uh, So the first thing that I've learned this week that I would like to carry forward is similar to something that you had mentioned, using digital for meaningful connection. Mm -hmm. So I'm a digital communication specialist. So this point isn't lost on me, uh, but we have a chance to really use the tools available to us to connect. So I've had a busier week than normal, actually, with scheduling in social time, FaceTime Mm -hmm. chats, I have a virtual happy hour with some friends tomorrow night. Oh, fun. Um, Yeah. One of my favorite newsletters, email newsletters, the Newsette, started a Slack channel for people all over the world Mm -hmm. and sharing well-being tips, podcast recommendations. People are sharing photos of their puppies and photos of their work-from-home spaces. It's super, super cool. And I would love to see this go beyond This pandemic, when the dust settles, I hope that we continue to strive for meaningful connection through digital mediums. I was reading a New York Times article yesterday, and the sub headline really got me. It said, we've always hoped that our digital tools would create connections, not conflict. We have a chance to make it happen. And I just thought, I know. That hit me in the, the guts there. Exactly. That got me more than the headline did. I don't even remember what the headline was. Mm-hmm. And I just think that this is something that we can take forward is to use these tools to really reach out to our loved ones around the world. This makes it easy to connect. And, and I think that's a wonderful thing. 
The second thing I learned this week that I'll be carrying forward is I require a routine. And as part of that, I need to move my body. I already work from home. Routine's a big part of that. But this week, you know, I spent time watching Prime Minister Trudeau's availability on Monday. And that sidetracked like my whole day. Mm -hmm. I took a later lunch on Tuesday because I just wanted to power through some work Tuesday morning. And that messed up things. I need to set a schedule and try my best to stick with it. And as part of that, that means planning my movement. So I usually book yoga classes a week in advance. That now means I'm thinking, okay, how can I plan my workouts from home? So Wednesday afternoon, I'll do a YouTube yoga video. And Thursday, I'll go for a run. And Friday, I'll go for a long walk. Saturday, I'll go for a hike, that sort of thing. Really planning that out. And right now with crisis communications, I'm actually working seven days a week. So mm-hmm. planning that routine for every day of the week for me is really going to be helpful. And I'd like to carry that forward moving on. I would happily invite you to do one of our workouts, which is called Filthy 50, where you do 50 of these of nine different exercises and you time yourself. Uh, after a couple days of Filthy 50, I've been exhausted and yesterday it became Dirty 30. Nice. But would be happy to share that because it has certainly helped our brains, yeah. but also just the structure. For sure. Yeah, the structure is really nice. I am partial to the deck of cards workout. Oh, I did that one a couple days ago for the first time. I forgot about the Jacks, Queens, and Kings. I know. Did you count them as 11, 12, 13, or did you do 10s all the way through? I counted them as 10. I'm not here to be a hero, Liz. No, I do te- I do 10s too. Oh, sure. good. Okay. <laughs> so the third thing that I've learned this week that I would like to carry forward is I've learned that I thrive on knowing there's heightened compassion in the world. Oh, so Tell it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible to see people come together to flatten the curve. We're, I mean, we're truly in this together. I'd love to see this crisis change our future. And one day we can talk about how the world was prior to 2020 and how we all changed once we got through this together. Mm. I would really love all of the kindness that we have for one another for this not to be a blip on the radar, for this to be how we just are moving forward. I love that. And as someone who believes that individual people can change the world, I want to be one of those people that that makes things feel different after this. Mm-hmm. Mm. The fourth thing I learned this week that I will be carrying forward is I learned that I need to help people in my way. So I'm a communicator. And this week was a really good reminder that we all have down days at our jobs. And this week I was reminded how valuable it is to have someone who knows how to communicate and to have good communication flowing. Not that I necessarily forgot that, but it feels really, really good to be able to help businesses of all sizes through communicating in a crisis. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a hell of a lot more work. (laughs) Of course. Um, But there's a bit of an adrenaline rush with crisis communications. And I feel really fulfilled being able to help people in my way. And my way is through words and through video or whatever it is. But that's my way that I help people. Mm -hmm. I love being able to help 
the people in situations that they might not know what to do. And the last thing that I learned about myself this week that I will be carrying forward is to have more grace with myself. So it wasn't the easiest week. Mm -hmm. I was distracted. I suspect I might be for a while. I wasn't, I was busy, but I wasn't as efficient as I could have been. I like to think I'm a very efficient worker because there's a lot to think about. I, I need to remember that that's okay. We're all dealing with stuff and we all deal with it differently. Yeah. Cleo Wade posted to Instagram last night, just a friendly reminder there is no right way to feel right now. Yes. That really stuck with me. It was a lovely nudge, but this is okay. I'm processing, I'm dealing with the challenges of this new reality, and I need to have grace with myself when the work I'm doing doesn't go as quickly as possible, or if I have writer's block for longer than I need, that sort of thing, that that is okay. I'm so glad you said this. I have been trying to hold space for other people and say, come in, let's talk. If you want to vent, if you want to be pissed off, if you want to be sad, all of the feelings you're experiencing are valid. There's no shooting. There's no judgment. That said, and we talked about this in a, in a podcast episode earlier, we give other people that grace and permission, but we don't often give it to ourselves. I'm really glad you brought that up. And I would love for that to be something that I can check in on with you. Of like, how are you giving yourself some grace and patience today? I would love that if you would do that. Thank you. Of course. Any bonus things? I only prepared my five things, but I mean, I echo your sixth point about you, our front line. You follow the rules. Um, yeah. In a past life, I traveled to Norway a couple times. In Norway, July is known as holiday month. And Norwegians are the type of people who work so that they can live. They don't live to work. And I remember every time I would get back, I would be like, I want this in my life. I want more peace. I want to slow down. I don't want to just focus on my work and climbing and always looking for the next thing. And that's really hard. My brain isn't necessarily wired that way. But I do hope that this is an opportunity to to remember these things, to carry them through and find a different way. Liz, are there any perhaps more lighthearted things that you have learned over the last week. I have two things. Um, number one, resist the temptation to cut your own bangs. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Sorry, RJ. Uh, I did it and it was okay, but it's not great. And I know that when I go it back in to get my bangs trimmed, he's gonna be like, what happened here? I mean, we're on FaceTime now. They look fine from here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's not my best work. Um, the second thing is that if there were ever a time for Netflix to remove the, are you still watching prompt? This is it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I am still watching. Get off my back. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of judgment in that. Are you still watching? Absolutely. There is. I feel like I have to show Netflix my calendar and be like, but look at all the work that I did. I can prove <laughs> that I deserve this. Yeah. Also, who are you to judge what I'm doing exactly. with my time? Back off. <laughs> and working moms is really good. So good. And I can't so stop good. Jeopardy. I'm a little concerned about what happens when the Alex collection runs out because we're, get, we're getting close. 
Something that I really noticed this week is self-deprecating humor on social media. <laughs> and I'm one of those people that I contribute to this for sure, especially on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, you can follow me at Liz Pittman underscore if you would like. I'm very sarcastic. Um, but I mean, people are bored and in their homes and being very funny. Like there's some a plus tweets out there and one that i noticed that went viral last night was uh your quarantine nickname is how you feel right now plus the last thing you ate out of the cupboard Ooh. <laughs> so my friend <sighs> responded with like hello losing it yogurt <laughs> oh i'm oh, oh no i'm like, sweaty cheerios over here <laughs> i'm anxious kale <laughs> Oh, Kale, come on, Liz. That's, that was part of my breakfast this right. morning. I'm surprised like, it's not eggs. I had eggs with it. Uh, mm. Despondent bagel. <laughs> deflated grape nuts. Oh. You know, like stuff like that, you know, like there is a lot of humor there coming is. out on social media. And it's really great to see some of that levity um, mixed in with all of the very serious updates on social media. It's nice to see little little blips of humor every once in a while. This is true. And for every time I think I've said to you, oh, the Internet is a wasteland. It does always bring up these little nuggets of joy and laughter that aren't tone deaf. They aren't insensitive, but they're trying to find, we're all trying to find our way through this with a little bit of joy, and I will take the self-deprecating humor. I am not on Twitter. I highly, rec I still keep a tab open with Liz's Twitter because it's funny, and I love that every day you have posted, here's what I did. I did my workout. I'm watching this TV. This is what I'm eating or drinking, and I think that's your way in a, a short character count to give people an idea of, this is how I'm spending my time. Tell me about yours. I'm going to share one more tweet with you because I just retweeted it this morning. It's by Randall Otis TV. For those of you who aren't Twitter, I'm just here to read tweets to you. Um, and Randall says, catfish me. I don't care. All my relationships are online now anyway. Might as well believe I'm dating Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some really good stuff out there if you need some levity in all of this. Excellent. Liz, I hope that you can screenshot some of these tweets and share them. We want to hear from you. Please tell us about your week. Tell us what you've learned about yourself, about people around you, or the world that you want to remember and carry through in life after COVID-19. Um, we don't know when that will be. And as Liz mentioned, my hope is that we can actually see some change and we can talk about what a wonderful life we, we're giving ourselves the opportunity to think about and build. We can create some accountability, check in on each other, and find a way to make it feel like Christmas even when we're not on holiday. Thank you for joining us for today's bonus episode. And because we live by Don't Ask, Don't Get... We would love for you to follow along with us on social media at The Amanda Wagner. Sign up for the newsletter going out next week at www.theamandawagner.com and share this episode with a friend. And of course, if you love the podcast, please leave us a review. We love the five stars and we love your words. We want to know what you love and what's working for you so we can do it more. We will be back to our usual podcast schedule on Wednesday with a brand new episode about bravery, which AW and I recorded in person when we were still able to do so. Until then, stay healthy and we'll see you on the internet. <laughs>